0: Warning, the following podcast may contain potential plot spoilers, but then again, it may not at all.
1: Hello and welcome to Potential Spoilers, I'm Kieran and I'm joined by Maddie D, the living podcaster. Mm-hmm. And the, <laughs> the big climax, the big fight scene of the movie takes place
0: all in the best friend's head. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I'm completely lost. Spoilers, and if you didn't want to know that, then you shouldn't be listening to this show because that is a spoiler.
1: That's right, because what we do on this show, it's a real exploration of how predictable Hollywood can be, I suppose. Isn't that the original intention of this show? I think so. We would look at a poster, we would look at the trailer for something and go, oh, that looks so predictable. I think I can guess this movie from start to finish, and we would sit there and just go da-da-da-da-da. And I like to claim, so I think nine times out of ten we were right. Mm -hmm. But I think this show is quickly proving us either to be really right or really wrong. We don't sit in the middle. No, not really. We're never sort of like half right. Maybe we, actually, I think we're (laughs) always half right with a movie. Sometimes dead on, most of the time, not really that close. Or should I give us some more credit? It's a new year. This is our first recording session of 2022. I think we should give ourselves some more credit. We nail it all the time. We do. We've never had a plot where we've completely failed at it. Never. Let's ignore Black Widow. (laughs) (laughs) Let's ignore whatever it was we covered last week. What was it? Fast and Furious 9? Yes. That was not a good prediction. And now we've got a fresh slate. We can go into 2022 with the idea of every movie that we're going to predict is going to be completely on the money. Yeah. And I'm feeling very confident this week. Me too. Because we're talking about a movie that I think is completely cut and dry. Mm -hmm. I don't think we're going to see anything that hasn't been done before in this movie because this week we're talking about
0: Morbius. The Living Vampire.
1: Well, I think this movie is just called Morbius. I, I think they've dropped the, uh, the whole living vampire moniker for this one.
0: Yeah, but just in case anyone was thinking about another Morbius, this I, one's the living vampire.
1: I know that you struggled to get the name of this movie for the last week or two because mm. you were calling it Mobius, which is slightly appropriate because, you know, a Mobius strip goes on and on forever <laughs> with a no discernible end, and it feels like the superhero genre is a bit of a Mobius strip at the moment. In fact, I think there was a character in Loki called Mobius. I think his name was Mobius M. Mobius. Oh, really? Yep. There you go Fit into the whole You know how like The whole time travel thing In the Avengers universe Is a Mobius strip and That's yeah. how they discover it. Yeah. it doesn't matter for this movie <laughs> It doesn't take place In the same universe Or does it mm, well. We'll, d- we'll talk all about it Yes I think you also called him Morpheus Yeah Which is appropriate Because we just saw The Matrix last week Yeah I guess I just really want Morpheus to appear again I didn't
0: get to see him In <laughs> Matrix No No <laughs> You get to see a lot of things in Matrix.
1: No. Which we'll talk all about that in a future episode. Yeah, <laughs> in two years when we finally get to it. I think we're getting through our actual spoilers episode, so but, we're chugging um, along. But looking up the name Morbius, mm-hmm. it means like a disease, right? That's what it... That's I what didn't it, actually go that far it, into my uh, research. That's what
0: it means. So I think that's what it's... Because I guess all the all the cool vampire names were taken when they wrote this character. Um, yeah. So they <laughs> couldn't call him Dracula 2. No. no. Dracula they couldn't Junior. call him Batman.
1: No. I think they wanted to. <laughs> they really did. But anyway, so if you're not familiar with the character of Morbius, he is better known as Morbius the Living Vampire, as we've already mentioned, and he first appeared in The Amazing Spider Man issue 101 all the way back in 1971 as a villain yes. for Spider Man. Yeah, he's originally a bad guy. Who's saying he's not in this movie? Could I be. think the marketing I think the is saying it's not seems a bad like guy. He
0: would be, it seems like they're doing the same thing as they did with Venom, where they're Absolutely. kind of portraying him as an anti-hero. But yeah, traditionally yes. he's a bad guy. That kind of turns into a good guy, right?
1: That's right. So I don't know too much about the character myself, but his full name is Dr. Michael Morbius, MD. So he's a medical doctor. <laughs> what a stupid name. Yes. So, and Peter Parker had the hide to make fun of Otto Octavius, who's got Michael Morbius hanging around. Dr. Michael Morbius, MD. MD. So, his last name is actually Morbius, so when he becomes Morbius the Living Vampire, it's going to make it easy for people to track down who he is.
0: Well, what would annoy me is, like, he spent all that time getting his, you know, degree and no
1: one's calling him Dr. Morbius, they're just, like,
0: shorting it to Morbius.
1: You'd be offended, right? I would be. Yeah. You know how doctors always have this stick up their ass? how they're going like, it's Doctor X, <laughs> don't call doctor. me Mr. I'm, I didn't spend five years in medical school to be called just Mr. Morbius, mm. MD. Now, it's interesting that they actually introduced a vampiric character to the Spider-Man universe because yes. at the time, the Comics Code had banned the use of supernatural characters, including vampires, ghosts, zombies, so on and so forth. Right. And the ban had been lifted in 1971, so of course Marvel jumped straight onto that bandwagon. and Was just like, we're going to put vampires in the MCU again. Yeah. So Morbius was their first vampire character since the code ban.
0: Wow. Okay. Real. Okay. That's interesting. And I remember that comic code ban. It was pretty crazy. Well, right? you were you around
1: in the 50s? Were
0: you? Well, no. I did, like I did a little bit of research on it. Like, yeah. there's, you know, they they banned pretty much a whole bunch of ridiculous things.
1: It was basically because of EC Comics, all those horror comics like mm. Tales from the Crypt and Creepshow. Those horror comics were like really graphic. Yeah. Back in the, I think in the early 50s, and you know there was no restriction on who these comics were being sold to, which is why they brought in the Comics Code of America. I think it is. Well, I think
0: they also like identified it.
1: They thought they thought it was encouraging violence.
0: Absolutely, it was pretty much like how people treat video games now, or maybe not now, but a few years ago.
1: There was no rating system or warning system for comics, so there were being comics put out with like nudity and with graphic violence in them, and. Any child of any age could walk in and buy a comic. So I think that was the major concern. I don't think it was necessarily solely violence, but still, that's an element. Isn't that always the way, like you say, with video games? Like, there's a systemic violence problem here. We've got to find the cause. Oh, it's coming from children, (laughs) because all criminals are children, (laughs) inherently. And they're being influenced by either comic books, movies, or video games. It's got to be one of those things. Or rap music. That dreaded rap music Oh, that rap music Maybe there'll be some rap music in Morbius we Maybe could, We could only hope Maybe well, he'll maybe be Maybe
0: we'll get another Cardi maybe B he'll cameo be,
1: Maybe he'll be Morbius The rapping vampire That would be awesome Because, you know Superhero origin stories Are so out of date And so uh, old school So early 2000s He might as well be Trying to appeal to the kids Of the early 2000s, right?
0: This very much feels like An early 2000s film
1: already, right? So did Venom Yes And this just looks like Venom 2.0 it And does. we've already had Venom 2.0 <laughs> I know I just want to point out as well that Morbius isn't a full-on vampire as well. He's no. just a man with pseudo-vampiric traits. Yep. So he's not, you know, he, can, he. I think he can go out in daylight.
0: He can. It makes him weak, but he it can't kill him.
1: That's right, and he. I, I don't think garlic scares him off or no. holy water. No. So he's not a traditional vampire. He's just got pseudo vampiric traits. So. You don't
0: have to invite him in the house. No, like that.
1: So he's got all the cool elements of being a vampire without any of the downside. Basically, is what mm-hmm. they're saying.
0: I don't think he can turn into a bat. That's one thing he can't do.
1: Well, he can turn into a bat-like form. Yes, he turns into a monstrous vampiric form and can fly. Mm-hmm. So yeah. he can glide,
0: Kieran. There's he an important okay. distinction
1: there. Fair enough. All right, let's get into it, Maddie D. What is your history with Morbius, the Living Vampire?
0: Um. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I heard about it for this show. Okay. Um. Yeah. I don't have any any history at all with this. Didn't Sam Raimi? Wasn't it, I heard a story that Sam Raimi wanted to put Morbius as like the the villain in the fourth Spider Man he was writing. I think so. I think the Vulture
1: that. was going to be in the fourth Spider Man movie, being played by John Malkovich. That'd be sick. But, you know, Morbius might have popped his head up in there too. Who right. knows? I haven't done my research into yeah. the drop Spider-Man 4 script.
0: Yeah, this for, the, for one of the first times in this show's history,
1: I have no history with this character. And you're the self-proclaimed comic book fan. Yeah. Well, I, I think I claim that actually, but still. But quite like you, I have no history either. So I think that takes a huge weight off our shoulders. We yes. know nothing about this franchise. I don't think either of us have really done our, our research into the character beyond like, Just the peripheral stuff that I think everybody should know.
0: Yeah, well, yeah. I did a little bit of research of what his origin story is, which looks like the movie's going to follow this
1: very closely. I didn't even look at that, to be honest. Really? Yeah. I just looked at, like, the history of the character. Right what he's related to, how he works into the universe, and that's about it. Yeah. Because I didn't want anything to influence my plot. Oh, that's going to be interesting. You know, sometimes it helps us to have as much information as possible going into a movie, but in this circumstance, I'm like, I think it would be better to have as little information as possible. (laughs) Go in with the bare minimum amount of detail and see how close I can actually get to nailing the And just
0: see if you can extrapolate it from the trailer. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Well, we'll get into it. I I took a little bit of a different approach with this one. Oh, interesting. So, this current movie, Morbius... Now, it is taking place in the SSU. If you're not familiar with the SSU, that is the Sony Spider-Man universe.
0: Yes, and I think after the popularity of this most recent Spider-Man movie... I yep, think Spider-Man No Way Home. They're really trying to hitch their wagon to that yes. horse, I guess.
1: Now, they've actually done a lot of reshoots for this movie... And my strong theory is, because this movie was originally supposed to come out in July 2020, but then, of course, was delayed due to COVID. But in that time, they've done a lot of reshoots. So my guess is that either, A, they're trying to inject some humor into this movie to make it more akin to modern Marvel movies. Absolutely. Well, not really modern Marvel movies, but just modern superhero movies, which have a lot more humor these days. Or they've added in stuff to try and tie it into the whole Spider-Man multiverse thing.
0: I guarantee... The oh? second, well, both, but I reckon especially the second part is, yes. is what they're trying to do.
1: Well, we see an image of Spider-Man in the trailer. Like, there's a there's a, like a graffiti picture yeah. of Spider-Man with the tag "murderer" across it. So obviously, yeah. it takes place in the same universe as it. Well, in some regard, it takes place in the same universe as the Spider-Man movies, the Sony Marvel Spider-Man yeah. movies.
0: And and we also get a reference to Venom in that gag in the trailer.
1: That's true, which makes it even more confusing because we're like, which universe does it take place in?
0: Well, that's true because the Venom, although technically in the universe, same universe, but in a different dimension, right?
1: That's right. Oh. It gets confusing. Oh. I think it's going to be all over the place, like continuity-wise or universe-wise. But
0: Here's my prediction on it straight off the bat. I think they're just going to make light references to other things? Yeah. Like, other things in the this movie.
1: Oh, so wait, we, forgot, we, we forgot one huge point. What? The Vulture's in the movie. Yes, he is. So that means it has to be in the same universe as Spider-Man. So do
0: you remember when we did our Spider-Man episode and I was like, haha, I saw an interview with Michael Keaton and he said he's doing Vulture shoots, so therefore he's going to be in this Spider-Man movie. And you were wrong. And I was wrong because he's actually in this movie yes. instead. That's what it meant.
1: I was like, damn it. So you finally get what you want after all these years. You've been trying to insert Vulture back into the MCU since we saw Spider-Man: Homecoming. Look, if there's a jailbreak in this movie, oh my god! You better hope that Scorpion and Vulture are <laughs> involved. Morbius just breaking up Scorpion and Vulture for no real reason. I don't think that that's going to happen. In this no, I don't movie, either. But yes, he is back. Yep. But yeah, we're gonna have to discuss like what capacity, you know, this. Oh, why do we have to have these conversations now? Like, why can't things just be simple? But we're gonna have to talk about how he's appearing and what universe he's appearing in, if this ties into the other mm. Spider-Man movies or not. Yeah. Because technically, this is all taking place within the same universe. This is technically Marvel now, like Marvel proper now, technically, right? Technically, yes. So, uh, there's all that. Because Venom is technically part of the MCU now, sort of. Spider-Man and all of the Spider-Man movies are now technically part of the MCU. So, there's all of that.
0: Yeah, they're trying to build their own world, but it still exists in the MCU. Yeah. Yeah.
1: All right. So, what do we know about this movie so far?
0: Well, so far we had one, well, two kind of trailers. One trailer, yep. one teaser. That's right. Um, it kind of introduces who Morbius is, the fact that he's a he's a scientist that has a disease, he's something of a scientist
1: himself. He is. He is. Well, he's a doctor. He's a, an MD.
0: True, he's a doctor, uh, but he's got a disease that he's trying to cure. He's trying to cure it for himself and other people. Mm-hmm. Interesting that in the in the actual comics, he's described as a really unattractive man, and they got Jared Leto <laughs> to play him, which is <laughs> wow, I what an weird. insult! I found that really funny because obviously he's. A pretty, pretty attractive man, Jared Leto. I yeah, think that's the one good taking thing. taking roles from you, Matty. We could, yeah, tell me about it. <laughs> I'm joking. Unattractive I'm joking. people aren't getting roles anymore for the first time ever in Hollywood. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so we we, we we get to see Morbius and then he turns into a vampire by trying to cure this disease and we see him running around with superhuman He's powers. running around with plastic teeth and going, I'm
1: a vampire! I'm
0: a vampire! Now, I don't know if you saw this, but they did leak a... Scene I didn't look at anything, from, Manny D. From, you didn't look at anything? No. Oh, wow. So they have uh, they have leaked a scene from the movie, so you can actually see a scene where he actually transforms from human to vampire and how that oh, plays shit. out, which I found really helpful because it gave me a taste of the movie. It gave me a taste of who the bad guys might be. Oh, really? Yeah. So. Oh, wow.
1: You didn't watch it? I'm really underprepared. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it, really. I've actually got the official synopsis for this movie. Did you want to hear it? I'd love to. So, it goes, Dangerously ill with a rare blood disorder and determined to save others from suffering the same fate, Dr. Morbius attempts a desperate gamble. While at first it seems to be a radical success, a darkness inside him is unleashed. Will good override evil, or will Morbius succumb to his mysterious new urges? Now, I took that from the official Morbius website, so I think that's as much information as we're going to get at this stage. So I guess that tells us a fair bit about the plot. If we saw Venom, we know that they don't need to do much in the movie beyond that. Yeah. Just how they do it and where they do it and what happens, I suppose, is just the little details that we have to iron out as we go. Just it's the little things, Matty D. Yeah,
0: it is absolutely, and just when you thought they weren't doing origin stories anymore, yeah,
1: but ah, they've done so many origin Ba-da! stories in the last couple of years. Yeah, Eternals was essentially an origin story. Oh, yeah, I guess Eternals. Was. Venom was definitely an origin story. Definitely. So, it's not like we haven't seen this sort of shit before. So, if we don't get the basic elements of this movie, we're doing something wrong. Mm. Let's talk about who's in the movie before we dive let's, into our plots. Let's. So, first of all, we have to mention the most important actor and character in the movie playing the character of Dr. Michael Morbius, M.D., is Jared Leto. who Of course, we've talked about before as the killer question mark in The Little Things. Mm-hmm. And also as the Joker in...
0: Wait, have we talked about him as, as the Joker? We've
1: never talked about him outside of the little things. Ah, I, I think, think we've, we've, we've mentioned him a few times. Mentioned him when we covered the Suicide Squad. With Venom, as in like, not the, <laughs> the superhero Venom, as in with Venom in our voices, we've mentioned <laughs> him. Because I don't think either of us here are huge Jared Leto fans. I think he's a good actor. Yeah, I think he's a good actor too. I just think that he goes a little bit too far with his whole method acting thing. Like, mm. he sort of does the Vin Diesel thing of thinking that every project he works on is Shakespeare. The fact that, we talked about this before, the fact that he was mailing dead rats and used condoms to his right. cast members in Suicide Squad, I think he's taking the whole method thing a little bit too far. I don't remember the Joker in the movie doing that. But yeah, I think that's a bit unnecessary. I think method acting just in general, controversial opinion here, is just, I think it goes, it goes against the idea of acting as a whole. I mean, if you have to really like, to, to do a fucking Suicide Squad movie where you're playing the Joker in two scenes and you completely envelop yourself in an insane character. Yeah. Just to do like a performance that no one really liked. I think that's, that's taking it a little <laughs> bit too far. But when it works, though, Kieran, when it works, True. it's it's the best. I mean, we wouldn't have, you know, there will be blood if it wasn't for <laughs> method and, acting. and I think I think people,
0: I think the mythology of method acting is a little bit more romanticized than yes. what it actually is. I yes. think, you know I you when what. Heath Ledger is going on set and just like you know pretending to be a clown for a few minutes, and people go away saying you know he was in character the entire time yeah. when he wasn't. When by he the wasn't, way, he yeah. was not. You know people people sort of think everybody's a method actor now.
1: So that's the thing, Matty D. I think it's more impressive when I think you can turn it on on a dime. Yes. As an actor yourself, I'm, I'm not sure if you agree. I don't know what approach you take to acting. I'm a
0: total method actor. I send dead rats to my castmates.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you do. He does it for every show. Mainly just use <laughs> condoms, though. And I don't even think it's related to method acting. I always still- think of uh, Jim Carrey, though, like how much that affected his life and like other actors oh. like
0: that, where it, it's, it's
1: dangerous. What was you know? it, Man in the Moon, that documentary yes. about him playing um, Charlie Kaufman? That's right, yeah. In that failed movie? Yeah. Uh, Which the documentary was better than the actual movie. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It really changed my opinion of Jim Carrey, I'll tell you that. Yeah, it's a good but anyway, one. so... To me, it's more impressive if you can turn on acting on a dime mm-hmm. and suddenly go into character rather than staying in character or having to stay in character all the time to do like a decent performance. Mm-hmm. That's just my own personal opinion. Sure. I like that instead of talking about Jared Letter, we've just gone into method acting. Yeah. Any excuse not what, to talk about this movie. Whatever whatever gets you there, I think,
0: is good. You know, if 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 you get sure. it, if you make a good performance and method acting is the way you got there, then great. If not, you know, also great.
1: Mm. Next up, playing the character of Lexias Crown is Matt Smith. Mm. Now, I'm not actually sure if that's how you say the name. Not Matt Smith, but Lexias Yes. Yes,
0: yes, yes. Matt Smith, Doctor Who himself.
1: Yep. I think he was in some royal show recently. He was in The Crown. That's the one. As Prince Philip.
0: That's the one.
1: And he was in Last Night in Soho. That was the most recent movie he was in. Was he in. in that, was he? Yeah, that's right. Criminally overrated movie, if you ask me, but we can talk about that another time. Overrated, did you yeah. say? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, no, I'm just going to leave that bomb. I'm just doing, you know, I'm just <laughs> shitting on everybody. This episode. I'm <laughs> you sorry. don't want to talk about Morbius. Can we just like say that right yes. now? This is a movie we don't, both of us don't want to talk about. I feel about. like this may be a first for us because usually at least one of us has a little <laughs> bit of optimism towards the movie or at least one of us will try and put our best foot forward. But I don't think either of us really care about this movie no. or really want to talk about this no. movie. So if you are a huge Morbius fan, I don't know why you would be because who cares about Morbius? I it just, might be I apologise And you might as well just If you've gotten this far in the episode Just switch the episode off now <laughs> Don't we, tell people to switch the episode off Because we will have nothing positive to say about this movie Until the movie comes out and we're proven wrong Yes I don't think we have any sort of like positivity mm. Towards the whole concept at all Also
0: this doesn't look like a fun movie I, I'm just going to say that I, out think there. They're,
1: they're, you know, I think they've tried to inject that into the movie with reshoots. To be honest I think we're yeah. going to see a lot of desperate clamouring for humour Just awkwardly inserted into Maybe. the movie Maybe. Just like with Venom, yeah. But back to Matt Smith. Matt Smith. Well, I think we've said everything that. we're Oh, do we want to talk about the character? Do we really need well, to? Well,
0: well, from what I can see, the character. This is a known villain.
1: Uh, yeah. In the in the Morbius world, he's another vampire known as Hunger. 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 That's yes. right.
0: That uh, interestingly, like it's it's interesting. Hunger is like a turns into a ethereal kind of being. So really, I don't know how it's going to fit in with this guy being a
1: vampire. Matty D, did you see Venom?
0: Yeah, do you remember no, well, the, do you, well, the first one I Yeah, the saw, first
1: yeah. one, yeah Do you remember yeah. what happened at the end of that movie True. with Riz Ahmed? True I'm seeing something very similar happening here You're probably here. right, you're probably right Next up, playing Michael Morbius' fiancé Martine Bancroft is Adria Ahona mm-hmm. I don't know her from anything, so let's move on Yep And next up, playing a professor and Morbius' mentor He doesn't have a name at this point, is Jared Harris So I just called him Jared Harris all throughout my plot Well, in the two points where he appears in my plot anyway So, Jared Harris, he's a personal favourite actor of mine. He played one of the main characters, Lane Price, on Mad Men. He was also the main character in Chernobyl, that excellent miniseries. And, uh, almost infamously, his most famous role of all time, he was Moriarty in Sherlock Game of Shadows with Robert Downey Jr. Did you like that? No. I thought his performance was was good.
0: Like, the movie wasn't good, but I liked what he did.
1: Yeah. I don't even think he saved that movie, to be honest. No. No, no, but I am a big fan of Jared Harris, so any chance to see him on screen, I'll be happy. So, there's one, you know, shining light. There's one beacon of hope (laughs) coming through this muck for me. Next up, playing the character of Alberto Rodriguez is Al Madrigal. He's a comedian. Mm -hmm. I don't know him from too much else. No. I think he found it all things comedy alongside Bill Burr am I correct in presuming that I don't know so I guess so moving on next up playing the character of Simon Stroud is Tyrese Gibson who we talked about last week because he was Roman in Fast and Furious 9
0: yay I bet
1: you're so happy after seeing Fast and Furious 9 last week I bet you're so happy to see him again
0: yes very much so he has a metal arm in this movie
1: yes he has a robot arm and he
0: described his character as being a superhero
1: sure so I bet he describes his character Roman in Fast and Furious as a superhero as well since he is invincible he is. So, yeah, I have no issues against Tyrese Gibson. I just think he gets really bad scripts. So he's hoping that you know. Yeah, he's Roman a is a poorly movie. written character. Like, there's yes. not, my,
0: there's no way you can save that.
1: I like that I have to justify this every time we talk about Tyrese Gibson. I, yeah. I have nothing wrong with him personally. I have no issues against him whatsoever. But just the roles he plays. I'm sorry, Tyrese Get a
0: better <laughs> agent.
1: And I don't think this is helping either. Last of all. But certainly not least, playing the character of Adrian Toombs, a.k.a. the Vulture, is Michael Keaton. Yes. Who, of course, we've talked about before when we discussed Porco Rosso and Jackie Brown Mm -hmm. in the same episode. I know. How crazy. So he's officially on our show because we've never talked about him officially in one of our movie predictions before. But here we are. Welcome to the show, Michael Keaton. So, shall we get straight into our plot predictions? Yeah, let's! Let's not pussyfoot around anymore. Let's not delay it anymore. I'm doing it right now again.
0: Oh, we don't want to talk about this
1: movie. Let me go first. I'm going to go you first Because right, I go just want to get it out of the way. Because I feel like you've got a better grasp on the movie than I have. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see, we'll see. Because I am not confident at all with this one. And i tell you what I did. i tell you what I did. I was just like, I don't want to put too much mental energy into this project. So, what I did was I looked at the characters on the cast list. I looked at their character descriptions, their little bios there. Mm -hmm. And I just wrote down, without looking at the trailer, Mm -hmm. we did see the trailer in the cinema before Spider-Man, but I didn't retain too much of that because I think I spent the whole time looking at you rolling my eyes. (laughs) So I just wrote down everything that I think would happen in the movie just based on the characters who were appearing and our knowledge of superhero origin movies. And I basically took the formula of Venom and just inserted Jared Leto and Morbius in place of Venom. And just went, yep, that'll do. So you just ripped off the plot of Venom. Basically, more or less. And then, of course, including staples that need to be in every superhero movie. You well know I think that's a good strategy. Because I think that's what this movie's going to be. And then after I did that, I went back and looked at the trailer. And after laughing my ass off for about <laughs> 20 minutes, I changed like one or two sentences to fit in with the trailer better. But then overall, I didn't change anything in the plot. All right. I didn't change anything. So I added a few details in. But, you know, aside from that, it's all pretty much the same. Now... One caveat straight away, I originally thought that Morbius in the movie would be teleported to the MCU, a la Spider-Man No Way Home, oh. as a villain. You know, after the point where he becomes a vampire, obviously not when he's sickly, who's <laughs> about to die from his mm-hmm. blood disease. But mm-hmm. after he becomes Morbius, he like blacks out and then he wakes up in the MCU. Right, okay. And he's just like, what the hell is going on? Where, where is everybody else gone? Yeah. But nothing in the trailer really suggests that that's going to happen. No. So, I'm just going to say that this all, for sake of ease, I'm just going to say that this all takes place within the MCU proper. So, Spider-Man's in this universe, you know, the Vulture's in this universe, it's the Disney, Marvel, Sony, MCU, the SSU, the Venom Sony is Spider-Man universe. universe. Venom is in this universe in a loose way, I don't think they'll explain why Spider-Man and Venom in the same universe, but I think that'll just be the case. Okay. And again, for sake of ease, I could go into details about how he gets teleported back and forth and so on and so forth, but... Eh. And if it does happen, if it does happen, at least I mentioned it.
0: At least you mentioned it.
1: Sure. So I can get like a pity half point if it happens in the future. But the the main issue, and minor spoilers for Spider-Man No Way Home, the main issue that I had was there's no logical way that he could be teleported to Spider-Man's universe because he doesn't know who Spider-Man is, which turns out that's the huge crux of that movie. You have to know who Spider-Man is, as in you have to know that Peter Parker is Spider-Man to be teleported to his universe. But... They already went against that with having Venom teleported there, because Venom has never heard of Peter Parker or Spider Man.
0: Well, he sees the video right after he's been teleported. That's how true. does that count? That's true. And also, like MJ from previous, uh, like from previous movies, didn't get teleported. Nope. When Stacy didn't get teleported. Nope. They had things um, to do. Aunt May, Ben, Uncle. Well, Uncle Ben wouldn't know. He died beforehand.
1: Well, okay. So, here's the explanation. We're going to have a Spider-Man conversation real quick. Everybody fast forward two minutes if you haven't seen Spider-Man No Way Home. So, in the movie, Spider-Man makes five alterations to the spell. And then there's five villains who come through the the teleportation rip, meaning that that the five changes equal five people to come through. So there's only a limited amount of people who are teleported through. Let's ignore Venom. I don't know why he was there at all. I think that was just done in reshoots. Yep. But yeah, so there's no logical reason for Morbius to be teleported here. So he's just here already. Good. Did I need to have that explanation? Not really, but I think fans kind of want to know. They're going to have to explain it in some regard in this movie. So I might as well mention it. Into the plot. Into the plot. As is standard with all superhero movies and just movies in general these days. I know exactly what you're going to say. With a flashback where we see Dr. Michael Morbius, MD, as a child. As a child. As a child. It's in the trailer. So we see a fancy boarding school, which looks like it's from the 1960s, even though this is the mid-90s. And we see Luxias Crown. He's being picked on by a group of bullies. And around the corner, hobbling on his crutches, comes Dr. Michael Morbius, MD. He's not a doctor at this point. He's just Michael Morbius. He's a child. Yeah. He comes around the corner on his crutches and he tells the bullies, Hey, you. Get, Get your, your damn, damn hands off, off her. But, of course, the police just laugh because, you know, he's this little crippled kid. So they just go over and start beating them both up. And then, of course, a aged Jared Leto. Jared Leto, that'd be weird. <laughs> and then a D aged Jared Harris comes out, comes running out of the school building and breaks up the fight and assures Michael that his brains are much more powerful than his body. It's like, don't try and be a physical fighter. Your brains are your weapon. You can use them to do anything. Makes sense? Makes sense. So he's like the professor of this boarding school where Michael Morbius lives. So does he adopt
0: him or is he just like a mentor within this boarding school?
1: Yeah, Morbius doesn't have any, as in Michael Morbius, doesn't have any parents. So he's living in this boarding school and Jared Harris is his father figure Mm. and mentor within this school and then throughout life as he grows up as well. So he stays in touch with him, as we see in the trailers, obviously. So, then as a child and as a teenager, Michael spends all of his time studying medicine and the blood disease until we finally flash forward to the present. Twenty, twenty, whatever, whatever the year is. We don't know what year. Well, somebody would, but we don't know when the MCU is set now. Do you
0: think it's going to be before the Spider-Man movie?
1: Uh, yeah. No.
0: <laughs> no <laughs> Who cares I think it's taking, The answer is
1: Who cares I think it's taking place Either at the same time Or just after mm-hmm. As in Spider-Man No Way Home Because that's
0: the thing Is, is the Vulture yeah,
1: yeah well it has to be After then doesn't it
0: Or it could be In that period of time Where the Vulture's Just being a criminal
1: it Could be Before Spider-Man You can work that Into your plot But in my plot It's taking place In modern day MCU Okay So Michael is now A celebrated MD And he's so good That he even wins the Nobel Peace Prize for Medicine. That's how good he is. So, this is how we're introduced to him as an adult. We're at an award ceremony. Everyone's dressed up and clapping, drinking champagne. And Michael is congratulated by his fiancee and research partner, Martine Bancroft, as well as Luxias. He's there as well. So, Luxias is sort of like the Harry Osborne for for Morbius, he Mm -hmm. is funding all of his research. He's funneling money into the project. Right. So later on, after the party, maybe they're sitting around drinking champagne, Luxias reveals that he is now suffering from the same blood diseases, Michael, and Michael promises that he will eventually find a cure for the disease. Maybe he had it the whole time, but I think it's just getting worse and worse at this point. Gotcha. So Michael is becoming more frail each day, and he believes that he should have died years ago. He's like, I've lived way beyond my intended life expectancy. But regardless, he still spends his time doing research into his rare blood disease in the hopes that his work will help somebody down the track. So he may not find a cure yet, but he may take steps that will lead someone else to making a cure. Michael discovers that bats are able to consume the diseased blood without any ill effects and believes that something in their physiology is the key to finding the cure. So they can have this disease coursing through their system and it doesn't affect them. All other animals die, but bats seem to just be completely unaffected by it. And then of course, you know, bats humans, they're pretty close physiologically <laughs> wise. Yeah, okay. Uh, just a little character note that I had to draw in from the trailer. This is one of my additions. So, Michael is a big fan of humming for Alessi. Okay. So he goes humdi tumdi tumdi tum, ta 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 tum, dee tum. Oh.
0: <laughs>
1: whenever he's working. <laughs> oh, no. And that will be. Just charming. A, yeah, it will be a charming character trait of his. It shows that he's thinking and working as he's humming for Alessi. And it shows that he's an educated man, <laughs> a man of refined taste right, yep. who appears in superhero movies. So I'm talking about Michael Morbius, not Jared Leto. So. Michael becomes attached to a young girl who's suffering from the same disease as him, and each day he promises her that she will be a normal little girl again. She's like, will I be able to ride my bike and do the opening credits of Charlie's Angels? (laughs) One day, little girl, (laughs) you'll be able to ride your bike and play the piano. That's good, I couldn't before. (laughs) What a terrible joke. Anyway, but the little girl dies under his care. And Michael blames himself for not finding a cure fast enough. He's Damn. just like, it's all my fault. A single tear rolls down his cheek. Yeah. The academy, like the academy, <laughs> sits up on their chairs and goes, "Oh, look this, at that! You, this guy might get an award. Could be the first superhero film to get like best leading actor." Oh, wait, the Joker already did that. Bit of a bit of a like salt in the <laughs> wound for, <laughs> for Jared Leto. This is gonna be his Joker. Oh like, no. This is gonna be his like. I hope he's like dancing piece. down the stairs. Yes, to for a lesson. <laughs> <Right. laughs> Anyway, to make matters worse, Michael is now close to death, like he's struggling to get out of bed, he's struggling to breathe, he's looking very gaunt, and he's quickly becoming desperate. Not to save himself, but to find the cure before he he dies. Because it's a noble cause. Absolutely. So he tells Martine that he plans to perform illegal animal experiments. And Martine questions the morality of his actions. She says, are you willing to sacrifice your own humanity to save humanity? He goes, whatever the cost.
0: Well, you, you've already said, and I'm going to probably say the same thing, like he has already lived too long. He's mm-hmm. like, my life doesn't matter.
1: Exactly. That's it. So, Michael is determined, since he doesn't want the death of the young girl to be for nothing. He's mm-hmm. like, all the research I did with her, if if I die without finding a cure, all, everything I did is just going to be a waste. So, I don't want her death to be in vain. It's not. It's not about me about her uh-huh. so michael travels to south america to perform his illegal experiments on vampire bats so he and a team of men fly a helicopter to a cave deep in the south american jungle carrying an expensive analysis machine i didn't really know what it was from the trailer so i'm like yeah it's got like strings and stuff on i it. didn't know if that was like liquid or like lasers lasers or, yeah. who knows it's an analysis machine we don't need to know the science behind it so I believe that Luxias, as I mentioned before, is funding this research since... It's a
0: harp that he's playing the he, music on.
1: He's suffering the same disease Luxias is, so yep. he, he's obviously funneling money into Morbius because he's just like, if you can if you can find a cure to this disease, we're both set. Yeah. And then I'll become rich off the profits <laughs> of, you know, marketing this cure. So when he exits the helicopter, Michael now struggles to walk. He walks on his crutches and he's, he stumbles a little bit. And one of the men, we see this in the trailer, one of the men says, uh, well, you need a doctor? Michael Morbius says, well, no, I'm Michael Morbius, at your service. MD. Michael Morbius, MD, at your service. So Michael stands at the front of the cave entrance and warns the crew to run while they still have a chance, because shit's about to go down. Then he cuts his hand with a machete to attract the vampire bats, luring them through the analysis machine. So thousands of bats swarm out of the cave, and Michael is bitten on the hand several times. So through the power of bat DNA, (laughs) magical analysis machine, Michael's blood disease, and amazing script writing, Michael's DNA becomes fused with bat DNA Do we see a little scene where he's like Where the DNA strand is like getting attached with, you know Yeah, You bat bat DNA DNA, It'll be like that Spider-Man montage Yeah I hope so So the last thing we see is Michael surrounded by bats Looking like he's consumed by the bats Before the screen cuts to black But don't think we're going to, you know Pick up our empty popcorn boxes and start hitting up the the door yet Because we've already done that (laughs) (laughs) We've done that in the first few minutes We're only halfway through (laughs) So we jump forward several months, so the screen will say, you know, six months later. And Martine is in mourning since Michael is presumed dead. They're like, we never found his body, we don't know what happened to him. But we cut to a cargo ship where we see that a bunch of heavily armed thugs are transporting illegal drugs and sex slaves to America. Okay. So they're doing everything evil. They might have like some child prostitutes there as well. They're just yep. completely evil people. So Michael appears on the ship as Morbius and we have a drawn out scene where he stalks and kills and feeds on the thugs one by one. So it's going to be a dark ship. They're going to be wandering around with guns, checking their corners. You didn't see this scene at all. No, I didn't. <laughs> I can't wait to hear your version of your plot since you actually saw the scene. Yeah, okay, continue. So this is just me making it up. Yep. Off the top of my head. You're very close though. So, yeah, it's going to be very drawn out. It's going to be they're going to be in the dark. They're going to be firing guns and yelling at each other. He's, like blood's going to drip down from the ceiling. And he's going to be in vampire form? He's going to be in vampire form. Oh, okay. Well, he's going to cut back and forth. So, like, he's normal at first, and then, like, his fingers grow out, and his face becomes monstrous. And he jumps on them and feeds them one by one. It'll be a good 15 minutes of the movie. Well, I don't know how long the scene (laughs) was that you watched, but still, still, you can draw it out. It'll feel like 15 minutes.
0: (laughs) It'll feel like 20 minutes.
1: So, his face, of course, transforms into like a a sharp fang snout, long fingernails. We've already said it. Hmm. So, the cargo ship washes ashore off the coast of Long Island, and an unconscious Michael is found as the only survivor by the FBI. So, almost exactly like Dracula and Nosferatu. They, I think they're referencing that directly now well, that I think about Nosferatu it.
0: Nosferatu especially, because like... The,
1: the Well, Nosferatu, the movie was just a direct rip-off of Dracula. Yeah. So, it's the exact same plot points. So, in Dracula, Dracula is on board a ship and then the ship wrecks itself on the shore of England. Yeah. And then Dracula in a coffin is found as the only... Everyone else is dead. Well, I guess Dracula it looks like he's dead. But everyone on the ship is dead and Dracula is the only living... Undead thing on the ship So I think they're just referencing that directly Okay. So Michael wakes up in an isolation chamber Where he demands to be released He smashes his fists against it We see a little hint of his new super strength He's also shocked to discover that his illness Is completely cured And he's in better shape than ever, he's all ripped He's been on the Chris Hemsworth water diet, bulking up And he's questioned by Agents Alberta Rodriguez And Simon Stroud Who wonder why Michael has appeared on this cargo ship Full of criminals after disappearing for months He's like, what the hell were you doing on there? Rodriguez and Stroud are also familiar with Venom, which makes no sense in my plot since he's in a different universe. <laughs> since they mentioned him in the trailer, but you know, like I said, it won't matter.
0: We heard of this guy. Well, you know, we don't
1: know when he traveled into
0: this uni- new universe. How much? But Venom chaos he
1: didn't caused. do anything in the universe. He just sat at a bar the entire time getting drunk.
0: That's all we know, right? Maybe I guess that's all we know before.
1: Yeah. Maybe, but they they mentioned the events of Venom in the trailer. Oh well, fuck. Yeah. So. Mm. I think it will raise more questions than it will answer, to be honest. But still, Michael has no memory of what happened to him, so the FBI decide to place him in a facility for the criminally insane. While entering the facility, Michael runs into the Vulture, who is just here to have a cameo and to get Maddie D excited. Love it. So he's not doing anything beyond just having a cameo. (laughs) While in prison, Michael is pushed too far by his fellow inmates and transforms into Morbius once again. He discovers that he can now summon bats and feeds on some fellow inmates before escaping after an underwhelming CGI fight scene. But all
0: bad guys. All bad guys. All, bad all
1: guys. criminally insane. They're shown to be insane. Maybe the guards are abusive.
0: And then there's one criminal that he just looks at and goes, innocent. Yes. And leaves alone.
1: Yes. That's that's going to be it exactly. So during the fight, it will be revealed that Agent Stroud has a robotic arm. But since they already did that in Black Panther and Civil War, it's not <laughs> that impressive anymore. Does just it, like, check this out.
0: Does the Everyone's- robot arm do anything? Does it turn into a gun?
1: Yeah, can do all of that stuff. <laughs> just all of that stuff. What was the name of that character? Who was Andy Circus's character in those movies? I can't remember. It was like Warmonger. No, that's a different character. No, that's a different character. Arms Dealer. I think it was like his maybe. name. Maybe. I Killmon- do watch- Killmonger. Th-
0: that's- think it, I, I think, that's think it was it.
1: Killmonger. Anyway, I saw those movies like maybe one time. I haven't even seen Civil War, but I saw Black Panther. This <laughs> is a movie, movie podcast. Yeah. While making his escape, Michael discovers that he can fly. Sorry. Michael discovers that he can glide. Yes, porn distinction. And escapes from the cops by swooping through the New York subway system, but Spider Man already did that in No Way Home, so it's not as impressive. <laughs> Michael spends the rest of the movie on the run from the FBI, who think he's a murderer. And, well, he is. And, well, there's going to be a plot element that, you know, comes in here a little bit later. So Michael returns to Martine, who is shocked to learn that Michael is still alive. Of course, why wouldn't you be? Yes. Michael explains everything he remembers to Martine, and they spend the next chunk of the movie, quite like Shazam, Exploring his abilities Michael discovers that he has super strength and agility And can teleport around just like Nightcrawler So he like Disappears He vanishes in a puff of like CGI smoke And appears in another place It, It would be amazing if we hadn't already seen it He can also use Bat Radar Also known as Echolocation Which in this movie works similarly to Spider-Sense, so he has like this sort of Witcher-esque radar that comes out of him and he's just like, oh, there's someone over there, someone over there.
0: Yeah, and his ear kind of mutates when he does it.
1: Yeah, that's right. Which kind
0: of looks cool, I gotta say.
1: I suppose so. (laughs) I suppose so. But these superpowers come at a cost. He needs to feed on the blood of the living. Quite like how Venom needs to eat brains, that whole thing. Yes. If we hadn't seen it in Venom, it'd be way more impressive of like a caveat. Michael promises Martin that he will use his powers for good and only feed on the blood of criminals. So he's going to become like a Batman-esque superhero vigilante. When I say Batman, I don't mean like the world's greatest detective. I mean like man bat. (laughs) Yep. Michael meets up again with his old professor and mentor, Jared Harris. And Jared tells him that with great power comes great responsibility. (laughs) Love it. Michael then realizes that he forgot all about his dying friend, Luxias, and rushes off to help him.
0: Oh yeah, him.
1: Since Michael is now cured of his blood disease, he believes that the DNA is the key to the cure. So he injects Luxius with his blood, as we've seen in a million movies. I watched a movie last night, I watched a Mega Man last night where he did the exact same thing. So he's injected Luxius with his blood and Luxius is close to death, And but now he's suddenly cured. But it, of course, comes at a cost. Since Luxius has the same blood disease as Michael, he also transforms into a living vampire, a much more bloodthirsty evil vampire known as Hunger. So... The key to becoming a vampire is having this rare blood disease. So, if you have the, you know, bat-infused DNA put into Uh your system, if you're a regular person, it's not going to affect you beyond maybe making you sick. But if you have this blood disease, it's going to turn you into a vampire. So, it's not a very good cure in the fact that (laughs) it turns you into a vampire. No.
0: I guess it cures the disease in a way.
1: I think just to make it neater, I think his discovery, like Jared Leto's discovery, that he is actually a vampire will be more gradual. And he thinks because he's cured earlier on in the movie, that he's found a viable disease and at that point he injects Luxias before he discovers that he's a vampire and then Luxias becomes a vampire at the same time that Michael has. And it's his fault. But the only reason I mention it this far in my plot is because I forgot about Luxias <laughs> and realized that I have to put it in. Yep. So, in your mind, you know, it's happening concurrently through the movie at the same time. Okay. Maybe Luxias is going around killing people and feeding on people and the FBI thinks it's Morbius because mm. they have more evidence to show that Morbius is a vampire. Yes. Maybe they have him on camera. They did the same thing in Venom Let There Be Carnage because everyone thinks that carnage is Venom and they blame Venom for that. So, it's going to be the same thing. So, Hunger feeds on innocent people without morals and the FBI believe that Morbius is responsible, like I just mentioned. It's right here in my notes. This leads to a Venom-style showdown between the good vampire and the evil vampire with Morbius and Hunger punching each other outside in the middle of the night. You are setting the bar very low with this movie. Absolutely. I think the filmmakers are too, to be honest. Martine's life of course will be threatened by hunger because that's always the motivating factor in every single one of these boring superhero origin stories. It's always a damsel in distress that leads the hero to fighting the villain. But she'll
0: like have like she'll punch him or something to show that she's yeah. not
1: the typical damsel in distress. Absolutely. She's a strong independent woman, so she's going to like drop a tray on his head or something like that. Throw a brick at him. <laughs> Fingers crossed. So the FBI turns up just in time to see that there are two vampires with the bigger, more evil-looking one clearly being the bad guy. So, Hunger is going to be, like, the bigger, stronger version of Morbius. Yeah. Makes C- sense? The CGI monstrosity version of yes, Morbius. Absolutely. So, Morbius will manage to defeat Hunger by burning him alive somehow, most likely in sunlight. You said that that doesn't kill them, but in my movie, it's just like, oh, you're, you're more of a vampire than I am, so you can't you can't live in sunlight like I can something along those lines before morbius makes an uneasy truce with the two fbi agents Mm -hmm. so they said you know it's like that bit in spider-man 2 where the two policemen say to spider-man you know we'll be waiting here when you get back spider-man says i won't be back it will be just like that scene i'll be here when you get back
0: not coming back chief Go,
1: go! So the movie will end with Morbius stopping a robbery just like in Venom Where we see the scene from the trailer where one of the thugs asks Morbius who he is And Morbius jokes that he is Venom Before cheerfully remarking, no, it's Dr. Michael Morbius at your service Is he going audience- to have
0: that voice through the whole movie? Yes
1: And the audience will laugh and completely forgive the movie for being a totally formulaic origin story Complimenting the script for its dark humour Which is supposed to make up for the movie being completely awful in every <laughs> other regard and that is my plot prediction. There we go. Done. Wow, wow, wow. A lot of venom, a lot of toxicness yes. coming into this plot, to the, coming into this movie. You do not have high hopes at all. No. I'm really excited to hear what you have. <laughs> sure. you me got like a, a single page of scrawled, handwritten notes. Yep. <laughs> Yep. Now, before I start, I noticed there
0: was a child version of Morbius in the trailer. That's right. Yep. And I, c- I actually
1: had that in my plot before I saw that in the trailer because I'm like, they have to do that. And it's the rule now. And as we've
0: discussed before, you know, so many of these movies always start with a flashback, always when they're kids. And I can probably mm-hmm. see that it'll be. Probably a young Morbius being told he's going to die and then realizing, you know, that he lived longer than his expected years. Sure. But just to be a little bit different, I'm going to say that it's not going to start with a flashback. Now, I might what? be sacrificing <laughs> sacrificing points here, but to give a little bit of diversity, here's how I'm going to have okay. the movie start. So it's actually going to be, we're actually going to see, we're going to open with Morbius in his vampire form or kind of slightly in all his right. vampire form, all bloodied and beaten and crawling on the floor. Okay, He's kind of defeated. We we just we don't know what's going on. Straight into an action scene,
1: so and then we get a voiceover and he says, "Hi, I'm <laughs> Doctor Michael Morbius. You're probably wondering how I got here. <laughs> Pretty much. Who am I? Pretty much. You sure you want to know? My tale is not for the faint part. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. So we'll see the character who will be. <laughs> Why does Morbius sound like the nostalgia critic? <laughs> He's the nostalgia critic. Hello, Hello. I'm Morbius. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in this movie so you don't have to see it no. Yeah, so we'll see the CGI monstrosity of Hunger We won't see him in full form because that'll spoil the yep, the, sure. the beautiful image that we'll probably have But he is essentially beating the living shit out of Morbius And he says to him, as we're seeing Morbius crawl on the floor He's like, it's time to die, Doctor and all of a sudden, we flash back so this whole movie will take place in a flashback. So oh, it'll be I'm
1: perfect saying. symmetry. We'll see young Michael Morbius on the ground being beaten up by Lexias. <laughs> <laughs> he says, "Time to die, Michael." It'll be great. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So here's where we're introduced to
0: Morbius, who's, as you said, I'm going to foreshadow. Like, I'm going to like repeat a lot of the things that you have said already. Oh, I think
1: our plots that's a good sign
0: have very similar, very similar beats. But we see Morbius, who is a doctor. He's very sickly. We'll be introduced to him getting. He's, he's a doctor as a child. No, no, no. uh, When we're flashing back, we're flashing back to Jared Leto. Oh, okay. I'm not having the child uh, scene at all in
1: this. Why? (laughs) It's in the trailer. Because I'm being difficult. And I'm just gonna you're say You're being no. wrong, that's what you're being. They're handing you the opening of this movie on a silver platter and you're knocking the platter out. I don't out need of, it. I don't need hand. it. I can go I can go with a handicap in this movie. I don't need it. Okay. Well if Jared Leto can, you can too. <laughs> so
0: we're introduced to Morbius. He's a doctor, he has a, a blood disease that's affecting all of his life. Mm-hmm. Now just a little bit about the character. He's gonna have a charming arrogance of like a Doctor Strange slash oh. Iron Man. Now that's oh. what they will go with, okay. whether it's successful that's or not. That's what they're gonna attempt. <laughs> We shall see, but the important thing is, is with this blood disease, he's kind of miserable. Even if he's getting a Nobel Prize, he kind of he's not happy. Like he so he's
1: getting the Nobel Prize for medicine. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So you're yeah. taking that element from the trailer, but the child <laughs> element,
0: like no, no, no. Well, we'll see. You know, uh, trailers lie. Okay. But yeah, we'll see. We'll see him giving lectures. We'll see him going to hospitals. You know, treating people. He's very successful at what he does. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, he'll have a very he'll have a lot of self confidence. Like he'll. Talk down to people, and we'll have to, and we'll think that's funny. Hey, little girl, up yours, <laughs> or just to regular people, right? You know? Okay, yeah, he's very condescending. So we seem go to a hospital that's been set up. Um, I'm going to say it's in the Congo, but it can be like okay, sort of an, uh, so in Amazonia
1: area. But that's what it looked like to sure. me in the trailer. South America and Africa yeah. are very close, I guess. Not really, still. Yeah.
0: But may I? I think actually it'll, that that'll be kind of what the area is, but it'll be like a made-up location. Okay, um, yeah. So we'll you know have like so a title. It'll be and wonder. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay. A title card of where where it is and whatnot. So he's he's treating people that have a similar blood diseases. Here's he's trying to like. Research oh, so he's it.
1: like doctors without borders now. Yeah, pretty much. Okay, cool. He's flying off
0: to this area now. Here's where we'll meet Morbius's wife, who's a successful wife.
1: Yes. Okay, so they're only married at this point. Yes. Okay, fair enough. What
0: does it say in the character bio? Fiance. All right, then their fiances fiancées. They're not married fiancés, yet. Fiancées, okay.
1: They're fiancées to each other. Yeah, okay.
0: Okay, so maybe they're not married, but it doesn't really matter. Who cares in the okay. grand scheme of things? Yeah, who cares? But she'll be an acclaimed doctor as well um, and kind of a, his partner in this research. Yep. And we'll also meet the... Uh, the other character his friend what's his name jared Luxius.
1: oh jared harris jared harris
0: that's right now yeah. there was there is a character that kind of seems like it could be mm,
1: go for it why not uh,
0: but I, and i and i watched a i watched like a origin story of morbius and there's like i, know, I wish i could remember the character's name but i think it might be neil <laughs> so let's neil? just say okay. that this character's name is neil it's his partner. Neil down and in the comic i could be wrong with that character's name but in the comic morbius actually kills Neil, his oh. his partner. So I don't know if that's going to play out in the movie, but okay, we'll say that that's that who this character is supposed to be. Yeah. He's, but he's he seems a little bit older than the original character, so he plays sort of a mentor figure. But we meet him at this scene as well. Jared Harris isn't that old. No, not really. No, but he, so, he's he's playing a mentor figure sure, rather than yeah. just like an equal. So Morbius as well meets a dying Matt Smith. Mm-hmm. Whatever that character's Luxias. name is, Lexiath and Lexiath who says that the Doctor is an inspiration since he has the same disease. He's like, you know, you really inspire me to like keep on living, and you, you're kind of researching this. It gives me hope. Mm-hmm.
1: So they weren't friends as children? No. Okay, so you're ignoring that element of the, the plot as well. Yeah,
0: absolutely, absolutely. Morbius becomes obsessed with an ancient text talking about a ritual where you go into a specific cave.
1: Oh, and, uh, and there's runes. There's ancient <laughs> runes in there. And apparently the bats of the cave can draw out a disease. Interesting. In so blood. this is like a an ancient African.
0: Yeah. So he's like reading books and like scrolls and stuff, and it sort of says that yep. pe- what people used to do is take the sick and the dying to this cave, and the the you know the magic that would draw bats. out the illness. Yeah, and then they would be fine. So he sees like pictures of people like walking like sick and then coming out like all (laughs) fine and morbius believes it. of course everyone else thinks morbius is crazy but he's a desperate man right Mm -hmm. now matt smith who's who studies this area it's kind of his speciality he might study like ancient
1: ruins uh, ruins and stuff
0: (laughs) no he he studies like mythological stuff and he thinks he believes where he knows where the cave is Mm -hmm. and he can sort of show morbius where it is which is exactly what morbius does uh, against everyone's advice, he travels to the cave. You said it pretty much in your plot as well. He sets up
1: a device. He he lures the cave. What's lures- the device in your plot? I
0: don't know. I, I think it's just... It's something to stop the bats from... Well, the bats go through. I have no idea what it is, to be honest yeah. with you. I think it's going to be lasers. Okay. Fuck it. Who cares? Fair enough. <laughs> it's lasers. So, he comes out... Um- They're going to let- chop up the bats as they come through. Yeah part of Mo- Morbius' character will be he's ready to die at this stage. So okay. he does not care if he dies now. He doesn't care what happens to him. He thinks life isn't worth living as it is. So sure. he comes in, okay. cuts his cuts his wrist, lures the bats out, bats attack him. Da-da-da-da-da. He's also at this point sicker than ever before he gets there. And when when the bats attack him, all of a sudden he reacts badly. He starts becoming feverish. People mm-hmm. think he's dying and they take him in the helicopter and fly him off.
1: Yep And where they're gonna go There's just like a shot of him In a hospital bed Covered with like Vampire bat bites Going Oh And <laughs> Martin's like You idiot What were
0: you doing That happens in the extended that, that That's a visual you see You see him with bat bites
1: Okay interesting Mm-hmm
0: So they're gonna take they're gonna transport Morbius back home, and I guess this is just where I'm gonna fit the shipping container in.
1: (laughs) Wait, wait, they're they're transporting him on the shipping container? Yeah, sure, why not? It's quite extravagant. Well,
0: originally I thought it was a lab, but in the trailer it says a shipping container, so we might do that. So he's gonna be there, he's gonna be he's gonna be reintroduced to his wife, he's gonna strap him to a chair. Oh, Uh, so they're
1: married again now. His fiance, sorry. Okay.
0: He's gonna strap him to a chair. He's very feverish, he's very weak. Uh, there's going to be a, a guard there that's sort of watching over this whole procedure. He's very misogynistic towards uh, Morbius's fiance. Therefore, when he dies later, we'll all find it. Yeah. fine. And all of a sudden, Morbius
1: starts vampiring, vampiring out. out, vamping. He starts vamping out. There you go. He
0: breaks his shackles and breaks his chains and essentially kills the kills the guard. And he doesn't. There he goes happening back to him. formula. And he escapes. He escapes the uh, the, the shipping container because he's afraid that he's going to like hurt more people. Okay. And eventually he goes back to his partner Neil, who Neil decides he's going to hide him and sort of is going to hide out at his place yeah. until he figure out what's going on. So in this part of the movie, Morbius will be pursued by the FBI. An FBI agent with a robot hand that turns into a gun.
1: Yep. Uh,
0: Morbius will be trying to find a cure for his
1: illness. So he was trying to find a cure for his blood disease. Now he's trying to find a cure for his vampirism. That's right, that's right. He's eating all this garlic. He's drinking holy water by the gallon. All the while, he
0: is learning about his powers. He can glide. He can look through, like, he can hear sonar. He can, he can lift up stuff. He can lift up stuff. He's really fast. All he's, like, like his, his agility is up, you know. Yeah. All his senses are up. Uh, he'll bump into the vulture and his goons and will ruin a criminal operation there. Wait, wait, so,
1: like, the, the vulture and the shocker and all that are there... <laughs>
0: Yeah, he's just there. It won't be explained, but they're just like hanging out. Um, So
1: wait, he is the Vulture, like in full costume, doing criminal stuff.
0: Yeah, well, the Vulture never really only, he never only wore the stuff when he was fighting Spider-Man, so he won't see that. He'll just be like stealing stuff still. Okay. So uh, Morbius will actually ruin like a a heist that they're
1: doing. Okay, fair enough.
0: Because he's a good guy. So, at some point, hunger will come into this. Um, Oh, wow.
1: (laughs) He'll complete the same ritual. Sounds like you forgot about him as well. He'll complete the same ritual. Okay, so he goes to the Congo. Mm -hmm. Well, according to you, he was already there. Yeah, he was. So, he just has to walk down the street to the cave, do the same ritual. and Do the same thing.
0: And has the same success, but it's... Because it, he has the same blood disease. He does have the same blood disease, but I think he will overdo it and it'll make him more of a monster. So he gets bitten by more bats. He gets bitten by more bats, yeah. He, he cuts b- himself on both hands. Whereas Morbius was actually taken out because people ca- cared about him. They took him out. They saved him. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> cares about Luxias. <laughs> no. No one does. And It turns him into the creature Hunger. Now, Hunger will approach Vulture and make a deal to work together since Hunger can actually... Hunger's powers can actually serve to fight Morbius, who's like, become sure. a thorn in
1: Vulture's side. So, Vulture's like, I have one condition, though. We have to get Norman Osborne and we have to break sp- <laughs> Scorpion out of jail. I've given up on that, Kira. Okay. They're not
0: giving me that, so I've given up on it. So, Morbius and Vulture will fight. Now, this will be where he is in full Vulture gear. Okay. They can, like, fly around and Morbius I really hope so, you know. That'd be cool. And the FBI come in, and they both get arrested. Now, Morbius will plead with the FBI to let him help them oh, stop Gotta let me go. Hunger, who's called. Dr. Michael Morbius, (laughs) MD. At your service. Yeah. So he's like, Look, I'm happy to be arrested, but there's this other guy out there. I'm the only one who can stop him. Let me, let me, like, help you, help everybody.
1: Mm -hmm. And they're like, You know what? Let me help you, help yourselves.
0: Exactly. And they're like, You know what? You're a good guy. You you helped people in the past. That's who you are deep down. So, yes, let's do that. So Morbius will go after Hunger, and there'll be a fight scene in the city. Now, Hunger. Is it daytime or nighttime? It'll be nighttime. Has to be nighttime. Yeah. Now, Hunger's whole thing is he actually enjoys the power, whereas Morbius is trying to find a cure for himself. Mm -hmm. Hunger's like, no way, man. I love this. I feel more powerful than I've ever had before. I've always been like a weakling in life, and now I feel stronger than everybody else. So he's like power hungry. So there's a huge fight. We bring it to the start of the movie where Morbius is getting his ass handed to him. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden, Morbius goes into full Terminator mode slash vampire mode, defeats uh, Hunger. Spares his life and Hunger gets arrested to live in another movie Morbius flies off
1: So he goes to jail As is standard for supervillains and many D plots Absolutely, absolutely Well, you know, you've got to save him for another movie, right? I guess so And Morbius will fly off the he's FBI still yet to do that in Venom, so
0: <laughs> The FBI sees him go, right? Like Batman, they're just like Oh, we got we got to catch him one day But, you know, he's off to fight another day, so Yeah, that's let's turn answer. on the bat signal <laughs> He'll be attracted to it like a moth <laughs> Yeah <laughs> And I guess he leaves his fiance as well. Oh no! Uh, well, not leaves her, but like he has to, you know, he has to go into hiding. He's on the run. Yeah. Now I didn't mention sends it back his in- wedding ring. Yeah, <laughs> didn't mention into the plot, but essentially there's going to be a lot. There's going to be a few. I reckon three. Count me on that. Three times where they'll mention other characters in the MCU okay. or the Sony Extended Universe. Uh, it will. No,
1: sorry, the Sony Spider-Man Universe. That's right. That's right. We won't see any of these characters. They'll just be mentioned. It'll be okay. shoehorned in. So, who just, have you got? Um,
0: I, well, we know Venom's going to be mentioned. I sure. think Spider-Man's also going to be mentioned. And yep. possibly uh, an event. So, I would say they may reference like an event in the Avengers. Like, uh, you know, uh, the big cataclysm. Uh, Thanos. Possib- the Snap. Possibly the Snap.
1: Okay. All right. So, it's not three characters. It's just three things from the universe. Mm. So, Spider-Man, Venom, and presumably an event that we've happened in the past. Now, I'm not counting anything that Venom has done in his movies because they said that in the trailer. Mm-hmm. So, it has to be something that's not in the trailer. Sure. sure. Okay. And the post credit scene will... Oh, I forgot about the post credit scene. It'll be something to do with Venom.
0: I don't know what, maybe. Is Carnage... Carnage isn't alive, is he? No, so... Spoilers! <laughs> I reckon it'll be Something to do with Venom Or maybe That's a good guess A flirtation with the Sp- But I don't think Spider-Man's gonna be involved In this No Franchise at all But they're trying
1: to Make it, insinuate it a part of The same way it is Yeah Okay I think having Venom In a post-credits scene Is probably a good guess Or at least Eddie Brock turns up To interview That's gonna be my one Eddie Brock turns up To interview Dr. Michael Morbius MD And in your version Venom's just gonna come Swinging in To help I don't know Do something <laughs> Maybe he they sit next to each other In a bar What, what did you have in mind?
0: Uh, maybe Michael Morbius is in hiding He's like In a remote location Doing science Because the big thing of this character Is he's always trying to find a cure For his ailment Okay And then he comes across The Venom symbiote
1: The symbiote Just like Without Eddie Brock Without Eddie Brock, yeah. Okay, it's just by itself. Like and it
0: might it might not be the symbiote itself, but he like reads about the fact that there's a symbiote out there. Okay, so like, oh, someone's
1: published a book about the symbiote sure. somehow,
0: or there's a newspaper article about it, or something like interesting. that. Interesting. Like,
1: J. Know, Jonah Jameson, weird wrote, goo, wrote weird goo it. found it like bar. Yeah, interesting. And then he goes, oh well, this- bar man <laughs> enveloped by Venom symbiote. <laughs> He's
0: like, well, this might be you know something that can help me, so I'm going to go research this uh, this
1: this goo. goo, and we can just do Venom again in another movie. So. <laughs> Morbius 2 is just going to be the plot of the first Venom movie yeah interesting okay wow so we, we basically have two completely different plots with a lot of similarities there but do you the dear listener do you agree with what Maddie D and I both predicted do you disagree do you have your own version of a Morbius plot in your mind that you want to share with us you can let us know you can send us an email at potentialspoilerspod at com. you can leave us a comment on this episode's page on our Podbean site or you can just simply find us on social media on our Facebook Instagram or Twitter pages Are you a big fan of Morbius? Is Morbius the Living Vampire your favourite Marvel character? Your favourite Marvel villain? I'm sorry that we subjected you to this whole episode so far, but if he is, explain why you think this movie is going to be amazing. Or if you don't think it looks that good, maybe explain why you're not looking forward to it. Mm. We want to hear it either way.
0: Yeah, I'd like to hear what a fan wants to see in a Morbius movie.
1: This is, the- is there a fan for the Morbius character? Uh, you know, this is the first time this character's been put to screen.
0: So, if you're a big fan of this character, there's probably something you want to see on the big screen. Sure. this character doing? Or Do you think
1: our being? listener base has any Morbius fans in it? I guess we'll see. <laughs> we will see. With our hate comments that'll yeah. come through. Okay, so I'll be checking the email inbox for hate mail. Duh. I'll forward it on to you. I love hate mail. All right, before we wrap it up for another week, let's talk about what we're going to be discussing next week. Let's. I feel like it's been months since we've done this last. Feels like forever. We used to do this, you know, every couple of episodes, (laughs) but uh, I, I think we've just had so many movies to talk about these days that we've just really sort of put it on the back burner. But it's time to finally talk about one of our special episodes again. We're doing another installment of our special episodes where we take a break from predicting movies and try and beat Hollywood to the punch by coming up with our very own movie plots. So, how this works is... Oh, Maddie D, did you want to explain it? Sure. So, we leave it to chance. Yeah.
0: We have a die. Well, I have a die in my hand. And we have a list of six different genres of movie or styles of movie. I don't know how how else to describe them. They are remake, reboot, sequel, prequel, spin-off, and adaptation. And essentially, we roll the dice. Whatever number that lands on is what we're going to do. And underneath those titles, we have a selection of different movies... Popular mm-hmm. movies in the zeitgeist That we can make We even. have around
1: 60 mm. franchises And movie installments to, to That we can possibly land on With the roll of the die mm.
0: And based on that We'll have to write For example A reboot of Star Wars <laughs> <laughs> Yeah
1: exactly Or a, a prequel to Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas We're, we're spoiling future episodes <laughs> yeah, here all right, What all we've right. done in the past We've done a Star Wars spin-off movie We've done a prequel To Scarface We've done a cool running sequel We've done a remake Of Forrest Gump it's all good stuff. It's all good stuff. Yeah. And I'm really excited to see what we land on this time.
0: So if you think if you if you're sick of us hating on movies, I guess you can listen to this and like hate on our yeah. <laughs> written movies. See what we
1: can bring but to the conversation.
0: Here we go. I'm gonna roll this dice.
1: It's number five. And it's number five. There which we go. Is spin off. Spin
0: off. Okay. Wow.
1: We haven't done too many spin-offs. I think we've done, as I mentioned before, Star Wars, and we also did a Lord of the Rings spin-off way back That's in the day. Right. What a disaster that was. <laughs> oh, <it's> not good. All right. <laughs> right. all right, Right. Right. right, right. Number three. Number three. That's Pirates
0: of the Caribbean. Wow, so we're doing a spin-off of Pirates of the Pirates Caribbean. Pirates of the Caribbean.
1: That hasn't been done.
0: Yeah, no. Well, so yeah. So with stuff
1: like Harry Potter and Star Wars and Lord of the Rings, they technically do have spin-off movies and, and franchises, but Pirates of the Caribbean I don't think has ever been done as a spin-off.
0: No I, no, I guess like you could say that there was the original movies and then Jack Sparrow had his own
1: series well, of movies? Well, the movies are supposed to be like Indiana Jones but starring Jack Sparrow. Yeah. So they're supposed to be somewhat like the adventures of Jack Sparrow so the after the third movie they're just sort of the standalone adventures of Jack Sparrow without Will and Elizabeth mm-hmm. involved. Yeah. Wow, you could do anything. Standalone Gibb movie. Yeah. Gibbs? Is his name Gibbs? Gibbs, yeah. Standalone Barbosa movie. What? Standalone Jack the Monkey movie. <laughs> oh, I don't want to burn all my <laughs> ideas straight away so yeah. Oh wow. So if you've got any ideas of what you think would happen in a a uh, Pirates of the Caribbean spin-off, what exactly you would do in that, please let us know in those same places I mentioned before. Uh, I'm quite excited now to see what we come up with. All right, so until we return next week to talk about a potential Pirates of the Caribbean spin-off movie... Keep garlic outside your doors. Who
0: mm. the hell are you, Matt? I am...
1: I know. I'm just kidding. It's Dr. Michael Morbius at your service. I'm
0: a vampire! I'm a vampire! I'm a vampire!